Hi, welcome to the first episode of the Young Y Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Young Y. This is why it's called the Young Y Podcast. And, and we're going to be doing something a little different than I did with my last podcast. If you listened to it before, uh, this time we are going to be posting on, you know, all the kind of streaming services. And then also on top of that, I'm going to be dividing up stuff and putting it on TikTok. I think I'm going to be focusing on TikTok a little bit at first. And then, you know, eventually maybe we'll move into YouTube. But, you know, the big... The big ticket right now is TikTok, and besides, TikTok's more fun anyway than YouTube lately, so I'm going with that. Um, so, first episode, hopefully there's more episodes. I'm really trying to focus on really creating content to um, just, you know, the whole reason I did this is because I've been thinking a lot lately that I wanted to kind of have ownership of something, and of course, I'm going to be like, of course, still, you know, working and trying to do other stuff, but... I wanted something that's my own, and originally I made my other podcast because I wanted to be creative, and yeah, that's what I'm doing now, is I want to be creative and talk about music. Eventually, hopefully, I can maybe do like interviews with people, um, especially like people off Twitter and stuff like that, people off Instagram, because um, I do interact with some people who are independent musicians, and maybe we, I can, you know, I guess kind of figure out my chops that way of interviewing them and talking to them about their process and their journey. Um but yeah, man, we're just going to have fun with it. And, you know, a lot of people are creating content now. There's so many people that are putting out stuff nowadays. Um, but I, just, I guess I wanted to put my own stamp on it. And especially with something like TikTok, where the algorithm is very forgiving, I guess, or very generous. Um, we'll figure this out. Um, if you listen to my last podcast ever... This, uh, I didn't record myself the last time. All I did was record myself and I put myself on SoundCloud and maybe Spotify. Um, I guess that was the old college try. Stopped for a little bit. Um, but yeah, now I'm back at it and hopefully I can really, you know, hopefully I can do something with this. And this is also the first time I'm recording myself on video too. So I'm actually putting my face out there. Ooh, scary. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Very first episode. It's the end of the year. Uh, this is December 27th or 28th right now when I'm, when I'm recording it. And we're going to be doing the, well, I made a playlist of 21 for 21. So 21 of my favorite songs that I listened to throughout the years for 2021. Um, I don't want to talk about all 21 songs. Um, so we're going to go ahead and talk about the top five songs. Well, I guess my top five songs of the year that I felt like talking about. So we're going to do that. And yeah, so this is going to be the very first episode. We're going to talk about the top five songs to me of the year. And also, if you can see, I'm wearing my The Incredible Wu-Tang shirt. Um, it's kind of false advertising because I don't have anybody from Wu-Tang that's actually on this list this year. Um, not sure if anybody actually from Wu-Tang did put out stuff this year. Oh, but I digress. Um, so let's get into it. Top five songs of the year, according to to me, Young Y, on the Young Y podcast. Okay, so first one we were talking about today is number one, um, Stunaman 02, with production from Quick Beats. Um, this was kind of, you know, this was kind of a sleeper hit for me, because I think it kind of really built up momentum, and now it's like a Bay Area anthem. Like, even the San Francisco 49ers, like, like there's a San Francisco 49ers, like, remix to this song and like Mike Epps came and did a comedy show 
in the Bay Area and he like did the dance because there's like a dance to go along with it. Um, which is of course like probably the best sign of like any great rap song is if there's a dance to go along with it. Um, so big steppin'. Coming out of San Francisco, uh, Stunning Man and Quick Beats arguably came out with the Bay Area Anthem of the Year. About moving forward, despite any L's, like I said, there's a 49er version of the anthem. He even got the mayor of San Francisco to do the dance. Um, of course, you know, politics aside, that's pretty crazy in general. Um, and of course, uh, honorable mention that I wanted to add just because Big Steppen is this like kind of big Bay Area anthem and it came out of San Francisco honorable mention for this which I kind of debated if I wanted to put it on this list because I have been listening to it a lot these past few months was the show banger and Ronsky collab that filthy um talking about the Fillmore district in San Francisco both of them come through it Ronsky was the first the first time I heard about him this year but if you were a fan of Bay Area rap you've definitely heard about show banger for quite a while um I think first time I heard about him was like maybe 2012, 2013. Linked up, he's linked up with like HPK Gang, Schmop Life, and all that. Um, kind of been, he's kind of like a lot of the other HPK Gang members, kind of been doing his own thing for the last few years. Um, and then that filthy was kind of like his. I don't know. It's kind of you know he hasn't to me he hasn't really had a song that has really captured the Bay Area in a while, and this was like kind of that song that did it. Um, but to get back to Stunning Man, you know, to me, Stunning Man kind of just came out of nowhere with this and with production Quake from Quake Beats. We can't forget that. Um, but yeah, man, Big Steppin', oh, man, I think it is, you know, the bait, it just can, if you are linked, if you are tuned into West Coast rap or Bay Area rap in general, because you can be tuned into West Coast rap and you just pay attention to LA, um, let's get it real. A lot of people do that. Um, this just continues like the banner year that San Francisco has had. Um, more recently, in the last few years, like it's been more so like Vallejo, Oakland, um, kind of the places we've always gotten um, Bay Area rappers from, Bay Area artists from, and um, you know there have been artists in the past from San Francisco, um, RBL Posse. Um, there's some other artists that I cannot remember. Um, but yes. <laughs> oh, I think Selsky. Could be wrong. But yeah, this has been a banner year. And I'm going to prove that soon because I'm going to mention another San Francisco rapper at number two. Um, but yeah, that's my number one song of the year, man. Stunner Man. I just keep listening to it. And it's just so fun. It's one of those songs that you just want to blast. <laughs> you just want to blast it. So. That was my number one song, Stena Man, O2, Quick Beats, with production from Quick Beats, Big Steppin'. That was number one for me this year. At number two, we have Little Bean and Shooter Gang Coney. This is another West Coast collaboration, another NorCal collaboration with Little Bean from San Francisco, Shooter Gang Coney from Sacramento. Um, once again, if you've been listening to a lot of West Coast rap, Sacramento, ever since like Mozzie came out, has really been making waves, and this just continues it. And the song is Jeff Hardy. So speaking of SF, 
we have this other artist, you know, Little Bean, who teamed up with Sugar Gang Coney from Sacramento, produced by Remedy, another figure in the NorCal scene, if you've been paying attention for the last 10 years. I believe he is heavily involved with Little Bean and then also uh, Zaybang. Um, I'm not sure where Remedy's from in the Bay Area, but I have listened to quite a bit of his stuff before. Um, in recent years, it seems like he is kind of sliding more into the business side and the production side of it. Um, and he seems to be very instrumental in Little Bean and Zaybang's career. And hopefully he's, you know, he's been around for a while and it seems to be working because Zaybang and Little Bean are doing pretty well. I think Little Bean is probably, Little Bean's probably one of my top artists of the year probably last two years just i really like them a lot um so little bean and coney are basically just talking their shit over their song that is called jeff hardy shout out all the wwe fans um they're just talking their shit over these piano and drums that just hit hard just the way they're gliding over the song it's not a long song by the way i don't even think it hits two minutes i think it's like one minute and 50 seconds or something they're really jumping off the rope like Jeff Hardy, which they mentioned in the song. They mentioned like jumping off the rope like Jeff Hardy. I don't want to go out like Nirvana. Um, it's just a great song. This one is a song that, I, you know, all five of these songs that I'm going to be talking about, I thought like, oh yeah, this is my number one song of the year. And so it was really hard. So I just decided, you know, this is going to be my top five songs of the year. And so I'm a big West Coast guy, so obviously the first two songs that I'm going to talk about were West Coast songs. So I just had to do it. And then we next have another West Coast song. Forgive me, this actually will be the last West Coast song because then we slide into some other stuff. Um, so All Black, Pilo, and Shudrig and Coney once again. The song is called How, called How I Feel. And I'm mentioning this third, but this might actually be my favorite track of the year. Um, from the chorus by Pilo to the DTP beat, who has done a lot of work with All Black, Offset Jim, Neff the Pharaoh. Um, the list goes on and on. He is, I think he might be from Oakland. I'm not sure, but he's definitely from the Bay Area. He's just killing it, man. It's just every beat that he does is just amazing. And you should probably check out All Black's album, Thank You for Fucking With Me. Because I think DTP kind of comes out of his shell a little bit more. I think he's kind of experimenting with some stuff. I think with this song is an, an example, one of those examples where I think he was kind of messing around with the beat. Um, and just All Black and Coney killed their verses. The beat reminds me of the theme song to Goosebumps. Listen to it and you'll totally um, get what I'm, what I'm saying. And it also gave me Goosebumps. And so Coney's talking about politicians not doing shit, all black talking his stuff and where he's from. And like I said, it's from his album, Thank You For Fucking With Me. The whole album is great. Check it out. When I was looking at the streaming, um, people were just listening to that Jeezy and E-40 uh, collab, which I do like the song. But I'm like, yo, there is other songs on here that's like all these should have like a million streams on them. This album is just so great. Shout out all black. Shout out Pilo, who to me is a young legend because he's been, he was with HBK Gang, still with HBK Gang, of course, but they're all doing their own thing now. And he's kind of really came to his own stride as a solo artist. And then, of course, shout out Shooter Gang Coney, um, the only artist on this list 
at least out of my top five, that is on here twice. So he's probably, he's another one of my artists that I've really loved in the last two years. Check out his projects as well, especially, I believe, Red Paint Reverend. Great album. And the next one we got is, so I think we might be done with the rap, actually. Yeah, we're done with the rap now, actually, surprisingly. Um, this one, some of you might hate me for this. The fourth song, my fourth song of the year is The Kid Leroy with The Biebs with Justin Bieber. Um, big year for Justin Bieber. So, and the song is called Stay. So some people might hate me for this, but I can't deny it. This song is like pop perfection to me. And it continues what, in my opinion, is a banner year for Bieber with Peaches also killing it but also his song i think it's called justice like that's that album's been killing it um i have a lot off of there and i think justice was kind of like you know i don't know i really like changes and i really like justice so i can't really say it's like oh it's a return to form because to me i like changes um but once i hear this song i just want to dance and I just want to sing along to the chorus because they just like, oh, I just want to sing along. The production kind of reminds me of like, and I think it's the keys. It kind of reminds me of the 80s, which is weird because I think it is a very modern song in like every shape or form. Um, like if you heard this song, like, I don't know. I feel like if you heard the song, like, in five years now, you could be like, okay, that came out, like, 2020, 2021. Because everything kind of follows trends. But that might be the trend now. Because artists like Dua Lipa, you know, she has a lot of, to me, her most recent album also kind of sounds like, you know, it's called Future Nostalgic for a reason, I think. Because it did have kind of, like, it was modern influences, but it was, like, everything kind of, like, old stuff kind of transformed into new territories new sonic territories that it hasn't been explored yet and then of course you have olivia olivia rodrigo and her album that is basically reminiscent of like pop punk from like the mid 2000s but she it is very like 2021 it's very and you can't deny that it is very modern because it's very from the perspective of a teenager like she's only 18 so it's very from the perspective of a generation z teenager with social media like kind of being very fully formed the internet being very fully formed compared to like a lot of us i'm 26 now gonna be 27 i know a lot of people who are like my age or older know that like the last few years is when finally i feel like the internet finally has became like this full-fledged like fully formed being like of course it's always changing but we finally hit like we finally hit super saiyan level that's what we hit that's how i feel so that was my number four song of the year. And, you know, surprisingly, this is actually like taking longer than I thought. I thought this was only going to take like 10 minutes. Um, oh, I forgot to watch the Spotify video to figure out how to pronounce this band's name. But this is, so, number five on my top five songs of the year. And I very much, if you ever watch this, that'd be crazy if I actually watch this. Um, I'm very sorry if I pronounce the pronounce the name wrong i should have watched the video to pronounce it right um so this is the band moniskin 
they're an Italian band. They're an Italian band with, I believe, a Dutch name because the bassist is, she's either full Dutch or half Dutch. Um, and the song is called, I Want to Be Your Slave. And for me to fall in love with a song from a modern rock band is a tall order because for me, I feel like it's either rap, R&B, pop, and then even if I do listen to a band, they're kind of more on the pop end anyway. Um, so it's a tall order. And it's just the lyrics about opposites, about what he can do or be for his lover, which is hence the title. Um, the drums serve as this driving force. The guitar is just shredding. Lead singer Damiano makes you feel the conviction in his lyrics. Like, like you're like, okay, I can imagine this guy saying this. Um, and if you follow him on social media and just kind of like their image, you totally... I think it's cool because you can like totally believe that they're writing this song. Um, you know, it's crazy because this band is probably one of the best. So they put out music before, but they've became very popular off of um, the European competition show Eurovision. Um, and looking to Eurovision is very like interesting culture around it and kind of just crazy. Because it's like multiple European countries that are competing for it. It's not like American Idol. Or it, I mean, I guess it is kind of like, you know, those other talent shows. But it's not like X Factor or American Idol where someone, like, where all the contestants are just from the UK. Or all the contestants are just from America. Like, it's Eurovision. So this is across, like, Europe. Um, and I think this might be the first time that Italy, because they're an Italian band. Um, also, that's just kind of crazy to me. Because, you know, I think usually... When someone's, like, not from the United States, I think in the last few years, it's always, like, they're from, like, South America or from Canada or from, like, the UK, which is, like, traditional. Like, we've always had, like, Canadian artists and UK artists, like, do a crossover. And in the last few years, it's finally, like, you know, South America. And But to have an Italian rock band, like, really making headway. And, of course, it wasn't this song... Actually, it might be they might be getting over with this song too because there's like this song has like a lot of streams, but though their like cover of like the Jersey Boys song "Begging" um, was really popular on TikTok. I think it's still popular on TikTok, but that's still like pushing them up. And that album's from like that song's like from 2017, and they're like raking in money off of that. But they're just torn. Follow them. All the all the band members have Instagrams. Follow them. Look them up. It's M A N E. S-K-I-N, Moniski, or Moniskin, should have watched the video beforehand, <laughs> um, but I think I did better, because I think I've heard them talk about how Americans pronounce it, and Americans pronounce it, like, really weird, um, so at least I think I'm trying, um, so yeah, that's my top five songs, but I'm gonna cheat, and I'm gonna give you a sixth song, um, Maybe this is also in the name of more content. Um, but I'm going to go real quick with my number six song of the year. And it's Offset Jim featuring, I believe it's H or I-H. It's A-I-T-C-H. He's a UK rapper. And it's called Chinese K. And this was off Offset Jim, Offset Jim's um, most recent album. Offset Jim, he's from Oakland. And then I-H or H, you know, he's from the UK. I think he might be from London. Um, I could be wrong. Sorry if I meant any offense, because there is, you know, rappers are coming from different parts of the UK. It's not just London. Um, 
to me, I think this was a really big deal because this was like the first time I really seen like, you know, there might be something maybe happened in the 90s or like the early 2000s, but like at least most recently seeing like a modern like Bay Area rapper linking up with linking up with somebody who's from, you know, the UK or just pretty much anywhere. To me, I think this is really it's kind of a big moment. And from the Bay to the UK, they even say it in the song, like from the Bay to the UK. And the song is called Chinese K. And it's just a really great song. I want to talk, I, you know, I should have probably wrote down some to talk about it, but it's, I'm kind of doing the spur of the moment. But I just wanted to talk about it because I think it's a very big, like, monumental moment in Bay Area rap. Um, I don't know if he sees it like that, but I see it like that. Um, and I think it's just a big deal in general when we see american rappers link up with artists from other countries um i don't think it's that big of a deal anymore like linking up with drake canada is just kind of like our neighbor at this point <laughs> but you know linking up with an artist from like you know south america or the uk like to me that's kind of like a big deal so shout out offset jim shout out ih or h who's also a big rapper in the UK in his own right. Like he's really killing it. I always probably say check out him, check out Offset Jim. Um it's A A I T C H. I know how to spell it. Just don't know how to pronounce it. Um so yeah. Thank you for checking out the Young Y podcast. This was the first episode. Hopefully I'm consistent in making more. Um to give you a preview of the next episode. On the next episode I think I want to talk about sophomore slumps. And if you don't know what the sophomore slump is, it is when an artist usually comes out with their second album. After, of course, their first album's like their debut album was like super big thing, critically acclaimed, and or commercially successful, um, or even just in general, their fans liked it. Um, but the next episode, I want to talk about the sophomore slump. Second episode, so I think it's perfect to talk about the sophomore slump and just talk about albums that, you know, maybe didn't get the reaction the artist probably wanted fans that didn't see it as good or wasn't as commercially successful or critically acclaimed and I'll talk about more of like what kind of spurred this conversation for me and I asked around on Twitter and some of those albums I will probably include some albums I really want to go to the one of the albums I want to go to bat for because I think it has some gems on it the other ones I have to like re-listen to um but I remember not being super impressed and I'll let you know the album that kind of spurred this conversation for me um i think maybe on the flip side i will try to provide examples of sophomore albums that beat the sophomore slump because there is quite a few albums just simply in like the rap r&b world i try to talk about other music but if you know me like this is mainly just gonna be me talking about like rap and kind of just like any music that really gets me but my main genre is rap dude um, but yeah, there's a lot of sophomore albums that have beat the sophomore slump and even maybe brought their artists to higher levels. Um, now that I say that, I hope you're probably thinking of some other artists because there's definitely some artists that I think really did that. And I hopefully will talk about them or I'll maybe save it for another episode. But I think it would be good to like kind of mix the positive and the negative. Um, so this was the first episode of the Young Y podcast. Um, so yeah, stay safe.